Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gem State. The Trials of Chad and Lori Daybell. Sarah's off today. She's on some very hard-earned vacation. I hope she's having a great time wherever she is right now. So, the bad news is you're stuck with just me. Sarah and I did a midweek episode this week. We released it on Wednesday. Now, that was because some big new evidence had just been released both Monday and Tuesday during testimony. If you missed that episode, I recommend that you go back and check that one out. We're not going to be going over everything from the week. I'm going to be covering everything that's happened since then. On Wednesday, Audrey Baratiero, who was a former friend of Lori's, testified for the state. Audrey became friends with Chad and Lori after meeting Chad at a conference, one of the uh, Preparing a People conferences. Now, Chad had told her that Lori really needed friends and that he couldn't always talk with her. That's because Chad was still married to his then-wife, Tammy Daybell. Audrey testified that Lori told her in mid-2019 that she wanted to, quote-unquote, work on her husband. Lori was still married to Charles Vallow at the time. Lori began teaching Audrey about possession, about the casting sessions, about the light and dark scale that they used to rate people with. Now, Lori had told her that Charles was, quote-unquote, dark, and that they needed to cast out these dark spirits that were in him. Now, Audrey's a little different than some of the other people we've heard testify so far in so much as that she didn't really feel very comfortable with this. She was not completely bought in like some of the people we've heard. She was really questioning this this doesn't feel right. This feels this feels pretty weird. Now, after one of the sessions that Audrey witnessed, she noticed that Lori was saying, well, you know, basically another one got in. You know, we we cast out that dark spirit. We'll shoot. Now another one came in. We're going to have to step things up, so to speak. Audrey told Lori at some point around then that she was feeling uncomfortable. She was going to go upstairs, pack her bag, and go to bed early. As she turned to leave, 
Lori, she asked Lori, is there anything weird going on that I don't know about? Lori told her, no, what do you mean? Now, as Lori turned, or no, excuse me, as Audrey turned to head up the stairs, Lori started to laugh. She was laughing at her and she said, uh, <clears throat> you are so naive and too trusting. You are like a little child and you'll believe, quote, anything anyone tells you. Well, I've got news for you. Not everyone is such a good person. End quote. Lori then told Audrey she would cut her up, but that she wasn't in a mental place to do it right now. That the blood and everything would be a little too much to clean up right now. But at some point, she would get herself into the right mental headspace and she'd be able to do it. And that she would bury her where no one would ever find her. End quote. Now, we have this uh, uh, we have this audio from the court. We're gonna let's let's take a look. Well, I mean, they were working on their own doing those things. Yeah. I think um, defense counsel kind of asked you about this friendship and and why you terminated it, it, terminated it, and you said um, that you were scared scared or in fear. Why was that? Because of a conversation. And who was the conversation with? Lori. Did she make threats to you? She did. What did she say? What threats did she make to you? Your Honor, I think this is outside. She threatened to kill first. me. I'd object. Hold on just a minute. Uh, it came up on cross-examination, so it's within the scope of cross and proper redirect. Uh, Ms. Rollins, you can re-ask the question. What, what's the time and place of this conversation? And I think, Audrey, you indicated this was when you when defense counsel asked you why you ended the friendship, and that was in what month? In October 2019. Okay. Yes, I had already made plans to leave because I prayed about it. And I felt like I needed to leave and end the friendship. And I was leaving early the next morning. And Lori and I were the only ones in the hall in her place at the time. And I told her that I was going to go upstairs and pack my bag and just go to bed early because I didn't want to spend more time with her. And as I went to go and do that, I asked her the question, is there anything weird going on that I don't know about? And she said, no, what do you mean? And I said, I don't know anything. And she said, no. So I took her to word because I'm a trusting person. And she's, as soon as I turned to start to go up the stairs, she started laughing, the kind of laugh as if you're laughing at someone or thinks something's hilarious. And she said to me, you're so naive and too trusting. 
You're like a little child. You'll believe anything anyone would tell you. And she said, you think the world is all unicorns and rainbows? You go around helping people and serving them. Well, I've got news for you. Not everyone's a good person. And not everyone can afford to be so nice and kind. And then she said that she... So I want to just focus on what threats she made to you. She threatened to kill me. Okay. Did she say how? Yes. She said... She said that she would come me up and something about that she wasn't in the mental place to do that but that she would get herself in that place to be able to do it but that she didn't want to have to because it'd be so messy and there'd be so, so much blood and the, the bleach and something about trash bags and that she, and that she would bury me worse she where no one would ever find me. Okay. <laughs> now, the defense had the chance to cross-examine Audrey here, and the defense actually gets a little testy with Audrey. Apparently, this is not the same story that Audrey told during the grand jury testimony. And the defense was not. So this uh, diabolical conversation that you're having with Lori in October of 2019, was this uh, in Idaho? Yes. You'd been with her previously in October of 2019 in Missouri, right? Yes. You'd been with Lori previously in October of 2019 in Hawaii, right? Yes. And then you had been, then you followed Lori from Hawaii to Idaho in October of 2019, right? Yes. And then uh, you decide it's time to go home to Missouri. I'm sorry. I didn't follow her. I did not follow Lori. Okay. Uh, you just happened to go from one state where you were vacationing with her to her place where she lived. But you're saying that's not false. Objection, argumentative. That's sustained. So this conversation in Idaho is before you go to the temple or after you go to the temple? After. And um, so you're saying she starts laughing and talks about unicorns and rainbows and that she would cut me up and put me in trash bags. So, yes, she mentioned trash bags. Uh, why? Objection calls for speculation. Overruled. Did she ever say, I killed my kids and I'm going to kill you too? Objection beyond the scope. Overruled. No, I knew nothing about her children. Right. Did she, she say, I killed Charles and I'll kill you too? 
She didn't talk about Charles. Nothing like that, right? She brought up being at the scene, watching someone take their last breaths. And you have previously testified under oath, swearing an oath that you'll tell the truth. You have previously testified at a grand jury hearing. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember taking an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Do you remember that? Yes. And do you remember your testimony that you did not say anything like this? I was scared, and she had said that if you ever tell anyone, I'll come and find you in the dark of night. So you now want the jury to believe that even though you previously testified under oath and nothing of this sort was talked about, that you come here today and say you are so scared, that's why you didn't previously testify about it. Objection, Your Honor. Argumentative. It's overruled. What was your question? You want the jury to believe that you did just didn't make this last crap up. I did not make it up. But you acknowledge that you did not say this when you previously testified in support of probable cause, right? Yes. Chad okay. and Lori. Thank you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The defense is clearly agitated at what Audrey had to say and that it didn't match up with what she had testified to during the grand jury. Quote, you want the jury to believe that you just didn't make this last crap up, end quote. This was the first time I think I've really seen the defense come to life, so to speak. They really obviously were pretty miffed. Uh, but nonetheless, this was the first time that they were really visibly agitated. We we actually notice, you know, some a change in timber in in their voice. This was this was a very interesting moment, and this was not the last time that we would see the defense start uh, becoming more offensive. Let's say this week marked the first time that Chad Daybell has been in court since his wife's trial began. 
He was in court on Thursday for a preliminary hearing to set a date for his trial. No definitive date has been set yet, but from what it's looking like, we might be looking at as late as June of 2024. Now, a lot of that has to do with the prosecution schedule, the defense's schedule, and the court schedule all have to match up, which seems like that was a bit of a challenge. No definitive date has been set yet. Judge Boyce said he would take everything under advisement and he will issue his ruling soon. Now, back in court this week, Ian Pulowski testified. Ian is the husband of Melanie Pulowski, formerly known as Melanie Boudreaux. Ian was call- called to testify because he began secretly recording conversations between he and, at that time, his new bride, uh, between Melanie, Chad, and Lori. Ian says this was because he was trying to help find JJ and Ty Lee at the request of law enforcement. And did you listen to these recordings with the FBI after they've been recorded? I, I've heard bits and pieces of them. I haven't ever listened to them all the way through. Okay, when you say you've heard bits and pieces, how does that come about? They just call you in and ask you to listen to this and see if you can interpret? No, no. So I've, I've actually never listened to them uh, with law enforcement. It's always been in the context of uh, leading up to this trial. So it's um, the last time I listened to recordings was when we were summoned to the grand jury um, to indict Lori. Mm-hmm. And we had some brief snippets that we listened to there. It was probably a grand total of maybe 10 minutes total that I heard. Okay. And what kinds of things was were in those snippets? There were uh, snippets with uh, discussions between Melanie and I, and there were there was a phone call with uh, Chad, Lori, Zulema, Al, and Melanie, president, present. And what were those recordings about? Um, there were I was I was questioning, uh, you know, I was asking questions to Melanie. Um, there were, uh, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what she, you know, what she was hearing what she was understanding. Um, I was also trying to, uh, or sorry, uh, other rec- another recording was uh, the one with everyone present was, uh, you know, at that time Melanie was sick. And so she was just calling to talk to her aunt and everybody just happened to be on the phone call. And so they started, you know, one, the one thing that stands out was Lori said she folded Satan up like a taco and sent him to Antarctica. Mm. Lori said that she um, was able to cast Satan out by folding him up into the shape of a taco and locking him in a box in Antarctica. Also on the stand this week was a plethora of law enforcement personnel that ranged from Hawaii to Arizona to Idaho and included FBI uh, personnel as well. Ryan Pilar from Gilbert, Arizona Police Department took the stand On Thursday, he was part of the team that was investigating the attempted murder of Brandon Boudreaux. Now, Brandon is Melanie's ex-husband. And in October of 2019, Brandon dropped his kids off at school, was returning home when a gray Jeep was spotted idling outside. A gunshot passed through his window and then shattered the windshield. Uh, That Jeep was then discovered to be registered to the deceased Charles Vallow. Ty Lee was using it to drive back and forth to school, but Ty Lee had already been missing for some time at this point. 
The investigation showed that a cell phone belonging to Alex Cox left Rexburg, Idaho at this time, traveled to Arizona. It can be seen parked right in front of Brandon's home right around the time of the shooting, then returning back to Idaho shortly after. And this morning, as Lori's defense team entered the courthouse, they told CBS2's Clint Richards that today is, quote, going to be a big day, end quote. And so far, it seems like they were right, but maybe not necessarily in the way they may have hoped. I'm not entirely sure what they have in mind or what it is that they were hoping for. But Doug Hart, special agent uh, with the FBI at the time of the investigation, has been testifying all morning. He brought with him an exhibit that has been objected to strenuously by the defense that details his his entire time in the investigation he was the one that was in charge of the fbi's part of the investigation he clarified he was not in charge of the investigation itself just the fbi's piece of it but he said he, one one of the things that he's been testifying to this morning was an icloud account that was uh, that belonged to lori that icloud account shows a ton, a ton of text messages between Lori and Chad, Lori and Alex. Uh, Melanie is in there. Just a, the, everyone. Basically, her whole history was kind of uncovered in this iCloud account. A lot of what he's been testifying to this morning appears to show premeditation. One of the text messages or several of the text messages between Lori and Melanie, the week that Charles Vallow died, says something to the effect of big things are coming, changes are coming, I need you to sit tight, they have a plan, this is an elaborate plan, you know, etc. This... Uh, that same pattern extended into leading up to and during Tammy's death and several text messages show what appear to be coordination between Lori and Alex, between Lori and Chad in the time uh, that the children were reported missing and believed to have uh, to have died. We're we're going to be covering a lot of this in a lot of detail on our blog on IdahoNews.com. All of it's still unfolding as I'm recording this update right now. Head on over to IdahoNews.com to get kind of all the latest. We will be detailing out the text messages, all the latest information that we catch from court. You can also follow along with us at CBS2Boise on Facebook and on Twitter. This is Gemstate, the trials of Chad and Lori Daybell.